Hello, Mike. Hey, Jay. How's it going? Great, man. Super huge weekend if you're into Marvel movies. Pretty, pretty substantial weekend. Um, is there I a think. new movie out? I must have missed that. What is yeah, it? it was, yeah, uh, Doctor Strange and the, and the Multiverse of Madness. Oh, that's right. I did see that. Yeah, me too. I, I risk I risk getting COVID to see it. I was yep. in a completely packed theater. No oh, one really? wearing masks. Yeah, <laughs> I lucked out this time, man. There was very few people in my theater. It was great. Yeah, yeah. I really, I, I actually, um, we were my wife and I took a trip. We just got home, and I was thinking, man, I don't feel good. I don't feel too good. I feel kind of tired. Yeah, you're like I, you're you're like criticizing uh, any anything that you feel. Like, yeah, my back sore. I Do I have COVID? Yeah, I'm just I'm just 45. That's what it is. Right. Um, we have a special guest today, everyone. Uh, Arthur Geese. I was going to mess up your last name. I knew I was going to do it. Uh, Arthur Geese is with us. Uh, say hey, Arthur. Hello. You know, I've heard like literally every conceivable way that someone could screw up my last name. <laughs> so nothing phases me at this point. I've had people substitute in entire different letters. It's, so. such, a, it, it's such an interesting spelling. You know, it really is. It's like, well, I just, that's not. Uh, Arthur, tell us uh, what you do and um, where you're from and what you're doing now. Uh, sure. I uh, used to write about video games professionally, and then I stopped because that's awful, and the people that consume that content can be terrible. Uh, but I, uh, while I was doing that, I uh, <laughs> I worked for a site called IGN that you might have heard of, and then I uh, co-founded a website called Polygon that a couple of people have heard about. Yeah, that's my um, that's my site I go to. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry. Um, so, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I did that for a while. Then I quit and went to grad school for something completely unrelated. And then I finished that and got a job at a place called Wirecutter, where I am a supervising editor for uh, PCs and smartphones and tablets and that kind of stuff. Awesome! Your Very painting's cool. amazing, Arthur. Like I always oh. look at your painting; it's just so cool. And I, I, I did a little Twitter. I did a little Twitter snoop, and that picture of Oscar Isaac as Apocalypse is just it, this. It makes me mad they didn't use that for, um, for the movie. Oh my gosh! Man. Like it's funny. Like you look at that, and you like go back twenty years, and you think, okay, I could see somebody complaining about like how they got Apocalypse wrong. Like that's like a nerd conversation that would not feel weird. Uh, to anybody looking at like comic book movies in 2000 right mm -hmm, mm -hmm, but then yeah. like the second that you say to them you know like i really like the characterization of wanda and vision's relationship in this prestige format limited series that disney put on on their cable channel <laughs> but i just thought that the movie that they did entirely devoted to her and dr strange and this character called america chavez like it just really wasn't as consistent as i'd hoped it'd be and i'm super disappointed and it, it's We'll see if it makes more than five hundred million dollars at the box office. Um, yeah, what a strange, <laughs> what a strange, ungrateful world we live in now. Right? You know what? You're right. We 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 are. I think we are ungrateful. We like we we are living in the in the amazing times of my childhood. Like when I was twelve, and I and I and I, if I had like Disney Plus, like it is now, when I was twelve, I'd never leave the house. I I will have watched all those movies a thousand times. You know, like. It's so crazy. Like, we we have like popular culture debates, like we like Salon and the New Republic and like Variety and CNN are writing about Moon Knight. Oh my goodness! Mm -hmm. That's, I, but like, it, it's not it's not like lightly writing about it. It's like serious essays, covering like, it. yeah, covering it and talking about it. Oh um, yeah. So that's I, what we I did. was on Polygon <laughs> earlier today, and there's like at least I think four different articles about this movie. Oh my god. 
It's crazy. On their front page right now. So. Yeah, that, that checks out. Well, we are yeah, going I mean, to. It's, it's pop culture, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, pop, it's pop culture to the point of, of, of madness. <laughs> that's, that's, all right. That was mm-hmm. bad. That was a bad joke. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> so let's start with our initial um, takes of the movies. Like, so, um, Mike, you go first. Let's t- 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 let, tell us what you thought of the movie. Did you like it? Did you hate it? I liked it a lot. This is one of the most fun Marvel movies I've seen in a while. And I'm trying to like pin it down. Hopefully I can do that more as we talk about it. But it just had like a sense of liveliness to it that I think I I haven't seen in a whole lot of Marvel movies as of late. I mean, definitely the latest Spider-Man movie had some of that, but um, I don't know. It was just, it was really fun. I think Sam, Sam Raimi did it, Mm. you know? Yeah. Arthur, what do you think? Um, I think that, uh, Initially, I was a little sort of uneven on it because uh, it's really, uh, it's funny to say that a two-hour movie is short, but it feels short. Um, And I think that it suffers a little bit coming on the heels of Spider-Man because Mm -hmm. Spider-Man is a giant event. And I think that that is like sort of like that combined with the crossover nature of this makes it feel like, oh, it's you know, got to be huge. It's got to be giant. Like it's got to be like an mm. earth shattering thing. Sorry. I don't know if I'm allowed to swear. Uh, we'll clean it's it got to be like this. Earth- Michael beep <laughs> okay. it out. Mike, Michael beep right. it out. <laughs> it's got, I'll try, I'll try not to give you too many beep jobs here. Uh, you know, like it's not, I think that there's like this idea that every big Marvel movie has, has to be like this earth shattering thing. And I think that it's easy to fall into that trap. And there's been so many rumors about it over the last year and a half. And unfortunately I saw some of them. So some things weren't as big a surprise as others. Um, but I think that as a movie where they just decided to let Sam Raimi do his thing, I think it's pretty successful. And I do, I actually kind of respect what it does with the character with Scarlet Witch in particular, and also Dr. Strange and also with the ending. Um, and I, and I think that, I I respect that they let him and the writers do that with the character, and so I enjoyed it. I I think I'll have to see it again before I really know what I think about it. Yeah, I, I was just thinking uh, on the like on the drive up today. Like I was coming coming back to see my mom that I really want to see this movie again, and I'm not going. I don't know if I want to wait for it to come out on Disney Plus. Um, but that's nothing. I didn't say that for any other movie, and I think one of the reasons why is because like. It's so complicated. There's a lot of things going on in this movie as far as not just the visuals and graphics, but even the storytelling. But it's a pretty straightforward story. It's like, uh, uh, you know, a young girl's in trouble. You know, let's help her. And then at the end, you know, we kind of like Dr. Strange helps her not need help, which I like, which I really liked. Um, But the thing, the scene, we're not going in too deep about this right now, but we will. But the scene that really got me was the fight between Doctor Strange versus Doctor Strange towards the end with the music notes, mm-hmm. uh, and I was I was watching that and I was like, "This is fun to watch. Like, this is a Exa- fun yeah, like exactly." It, yeah, that it, it reminded a- me of the Scott Pilgrim movie. A lot. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Music versus music. Mm-hmm. But it was just like it's just it, they they were able Sam Raimi was able to carve this little few minutes out to have this fight between these two that felt like. It was felt like, you know, a lot at stake. Uh, it was interesting to see them do it. Um, I want to watch it with some headphones at some point to hear all the audio stuff that was going on because there was a lot going on. Mm-hmm. And it was just super fun. 
But we'll get to Scarlet Witch in the, at the towards the end of the podcast. Um, what they did with Scarlet Witch, the sacrifice they had to do to get this movie to this point with the Scarlet Witch, was so much that I, my brain couldn't think of anything else. But what are they doing? <laughs> like, that was the only thing I could think about the whole movie. Is like Scarlet Witch. Oh no, Wanda. Oh no. But we'll talk more about that. But um, I, I think that. Um, Arthur, what you said about ha- it coming on the heels of Spider-Man, I felt that too. It's like it was almost too soon. They could have waited for this, uh, like another month or two. Um, but again, uh, I think it, I think Marvel thinks it's successful. I think it probably makes a gazillion dollars, and you know, and I, I've read things that like Benedict Cumberbatch wants to do more, which is which is super fun because you know at any moment they can say no. But you know, overall, I think it's I think it was pretty good. I mean, it's been a while I mean, I since make, the Spider-Man movie, right? I think they gave it enough time to breathe. When did it come out? December. Oh, yeah, so it's December. like half a year. Oh, yeah. Well, huh, that's interesting. It feels like a lot sooner than that. Uh, also, I mean, look, if they're giving Thor a fourth movie, they'll give Doctor Strange at least a third. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it kind of feels like it's up to the actors at this point. It's like, yeah, yeah. I'll do another one. And they'll make another one. Yeah, I'll do another one. Um, I want to talk about Thor towards the end for our news we can abuse segment. Mostly to talk about Natalie Portman, but I don't want to ruin that. Um, so, yeah. So, I think we all agree that's pretty good. Um, I think this movie is only good with Sam Raimi. Uh, without him, it wouldn't work. I actually had a friend of mine text me because he knows I do the podcast. He asked, are there jump scares? Because I don't like jump scares. And I was like, yeah, there's a couple of really good jump scares. <laughs> so, yeah. it was actually quite funny. Um, but, um it was scarier than I thought, and there's some debate about it should, should have been PG-13. I'm curious, Arthur, do you think this should have been, is, like, what, it, what, this was PG-13 rated, correct? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think that's um, fair. That's good. I, you know, I see, like, a bunch of, like, <clears throat> DC edgelords on Twitter, which are maybe, like, the worst comic book people on Twitter, I swear <laughs> to God. Uh, like, talking about how, like, Marvel fanboys are, like, crapping themselves that there was, like, violence in a Marvel movie, blah, 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 like... And how, like, oh, everything should get an R rating now. But I, no, like, I'm how specific can we? I'm unfamiliar with the spoiler policy on this program. We, oh, we 100% all spoiler. Out, all spoilers, like, Black yeah. Bolt blows his <laughs> head up. And yeah. Again, a pardon, pardon me for the beeps. Like, Black Bolt, like, <laughs> bolts his brains out in yes. his, his school. Like, Captain Britain gets cut in half. Oh. Uh, really? Like, like, some stuff is, like, clearly PG-13 territory, like, neck snaps and things like that. But, like, they really, like, you could tell, I mean, you can tell how how much Marvel knew they were towing the line by how dark the blood is yeah. on the version of Wanda that's doing all this stuff. Because, like, mm-hmm. it gets progressively less red. It's, like, more and more black. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like they are just, like, terrified of the MPAA coming in and saying, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Um, to say nothing of, like, uh, Chekhov's corpse at the beginning of the of the movie, like, that so much of it hinges on, you know? it's. I think the movie's yeah. been pushing the PG-13 boundary for a long time, but... Yeah, there there were parts where I I was genuinely shocked, um, and I think that if they had been edited slightly differently, it would have been you know like a pretty solid R. Like if it had been rated R, I don't know that I would have been super surprised. No, and like I could see a version like a rated R version of this come out somehow. Um, but no, the level of violence actually surprised me. And Mike, I want to hear what you think. But the the the, level, so the violence with, with with when Wanda shows up at uh, what's it called Comitage? And she yeah. starts attacking it. 
I was thinking, okay, she's just attacking them. At any moment, this can stop and de-escalate. But then, like, there's dead bodies. And, like, there's, like bur- there's a burning corpse. I'm like, well, okay, there's a few people who have been killed. All right. But then when I really knew that this movie is going to be different is when she came out of the mirror uh, as, like, the ring-type thing. Yeah. When she was, like, discombobulated and her bones were changed. Mm. I was like, okay, this movie, first of all, there's no going back for Wanda. She's completely gone. And second of all, this movie is going to be like super, like it's going to be on the dark side of it. And and then when we got to the super violent part with Black Bolt blowing his brains out. But then like when she shreds Mr. Fantastic, literally shreds him apart and then his skull pops. Did you see that part where it's like a little little red explosion? I missed that part. Uh, yeah. I just thought that was a funny scene. Shredding oh. Mr. Fantastic. <laughs> okay, you thought it was funny. Okay, Mike. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm like uh, numb to this stuff, but maybe I, I saw people saying that this was like a and and uh, you know this was like a horror movie and it was gross and I it didn't affect me that way. It definitely seems like it's you know kind of standard fare for a marvel movie i mean the first captain america movie had a guy that turned into red mist when he went through the plane of a uh, the propeller of an airplane yeah that's yeah i don't but you know you see guy you see propeller and then you see mist you do not see guy become mist Mm -hmm. and i feel like seeing thing like see yeah. not it's not just like you look at mr fantastic and he's there one second it cuts to one and it turns away and then he's pool noodles like you see mr fantastic being pool noodled right yeah and that's Ripped apart. pretty messed up <laughs> to say nothing of the fact that man it is just like there's trolling in this on the on the level of the pietro stuff from wandavision uh having john krasinski in this movie <laughs> like i i completely I was, agree I was really, I'm like, why are you playing with people's emotions this way? Mm-hmm. There were um, cheers. There were cheers when he, when he teleported in, people yeah. were like, oh my gosh, they did it. They're doing it. They were really excited. And then when, he, and then when you see him getting killed, it was like Marvel being like, okay, well, you guys, have, this, you is a, this is an alternate universe uh, guy. Like he could still be in this yeah. universe. Right. But I think Arthur's got a really good point. And Marvel's been playing with this for a while. Marvel understands what the fans want, and they give it to them to a point. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, okay, you got it, but not really. Like, and to to go back with Pietro and One Division, like everybody thought that the X Men were going to be be introduced into the shows into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and no, it wasn't. And that annoyed me. And then and then you have you know the Mister Fantastic. Mr. Fantastic, everybody wanted, and then he gets shredded to pieces like like shredded cheese, like someone's like like, like a grater, and uh-huh. then you get Black Bolt brains blown out, like, the, and then you get like Captain Carter, who everybody was like super excited about seeing her live action, and she gets like chopped in half by her own shield. It's like Mar- like there's somebody at Marvel who is like checking Reddit for what people want. And it's like, okay, we'll give them that for three seconds and then we'll go kill. Like, you know, it's like, it's like, like, I think I agree with you, Arthur. Like, they're they're playing with them a little bit. And in a way, like, they're all, they're, this is another way of giving Marvel fans what they want because Marvel fans do have like a taste for opportunities to see just like all of their, their heroes just absolutely slaughtered. Like, there's a fine tradition Mm. of Marvel art, like, one of like limited series and like, 
and like what ifs and stuff like that. Like one of the formative comics of me growing up, which is going to date me, and also no one's going to have heard this, is there was a thing called Mystech Wars. I don't know if people are familiar with Mystech Wars. It was like a Marvel UK thing that was like a massive crossover with all their stuff. Oh, and God, then I do remember Wars, that. Like Barely. they kill everybody. Like, including Jean Grey, like, who had previously been mutilated, like, had half her face blasted off, like, commits suicide after she watches Cyclops get his chest blown out. Like, there is, like, a fine tradition of Marvel, like, killing people in ways to, like, just, like, like mess with fans um, mm-hmm. that they can then retcon or roll back or whatever. Yeah. But like, like, so like um, the zombie comics that you read, Mike, so, mm-hmm. so like in that way, you know, they, they all right, right. each other. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. but you guys don't think that that is our introduction to the new Reed Richards. Um, Cause I definitely, I, I definitely think that the rest of the Illuminati, we're never going to see them again. And I, I feel really sad that I'm never going to see live action Captain Carter again because I would love to see that. But I, I, I don't think that's ever going to happen. But I do feel like that was our introduction to the Fantastic Four movie that they have slated for however long from now. Yeah, I'm curious about what they're going to do, too, because uh, there's two things going on. One, one, I think it was fun to see him. And, like, and then two... You know, it was, it and you was, had it, just told me that that was like one of the rumored guys to play mm-hmm. Reed Richards, um, like in our last yeah. podcast. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it, people have been people have been asking for that for a while. Him and his wife. What's his wife's name? Uh, Emily Blunt. You said. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. They, they want her to be the um, the Invisible Woman. Uh, I think it could be. We'll have to just wait. We just gotta wait I, and see. Because like, I don't, I'll, I, don't, I'll, I think that they don't know what they're doing with fantastic four they literally just lost the director on that movie well Um, that's another rumor that i'm hearing is that part of them losing that director um is that uh what's his name the guy that we saw in this movie is coming on as the director huh he does i mean you know the quiet place movies aren't bad and there was like more ambition action wise and sort of direction wise in the second one than the first one um but I, I just, I the the thing that struck me watching this, uh, and also kind of Spider Man is like we talked a little bit about this on Twitter, Jay. That like this was not supposed to be when this movie came out. Like this was supposed to be the fall movie, and Spider Man was supposed to be the summer movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and COVID like screwed everything up, and they had to rewrite parts of the scripts for both movies to swap them around, and like you know like. Black Widow taking as long as it did to come out and like Shang-Chi and all those other movies, like so many things like the problem with, with everything working in tandem, like in being part of the same machine is that when one thing gets screwed up, everything gets screwed up. And something about this movie, like I enjoyed it, but it definitely feels like a little bit like a car being assembled on the road. Mm. Um, And I think that increasingly I'm feeling that about a lot of Marvel stuff. Like it's hard to feel like they know exactly what they're doing the way that it seemed like they knew exactly what they were doing. Yeah. Um, like that's a really good point. Cause when you see the Illuminati, like you, like it's kind of like fan service, of course it's fan service, but also it's almost like, Hey, you have a lot of valuable like resources on that stage, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, and they're all going to be murdered, you know? And I'm like, you know, everybody's kind of been waiting to see Professor X on the big screen in a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. And now he's there. And I thought his scene was great. I thought Patrick Stewart did a good job. But it's almost like 
uh, okay, could you have done that differently? Could the emblem not be 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 shown differently? I don't, I don't, I'm going to go back and forth about that for a long, long time. We got we got Patrick Stewart as Professor X in a Marvel movie, and I don't think he wants to play you know that character in like the next six movies that X. He's so had. old. Did yeah. you see how he, like he's this like Patrick Stewart is just even with his stuff with Picard. I haven't watched it yet, but. Like he's just kind of. I think he's like done. I mean, you know, like I mean, yeah. I don't. I don't think he wants to sign up for X Men no. movies. But so we got no. him uh, in a in an MCU movie, and I'm you know happy about that. It was. And, I think it was. It was pretty cool the way they did that. And not only that, I, 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 this one thing I want to kind of highlight. I, I, did you guys notice the X Men sound when he showed up? Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, man. Oh, so good from the it cartoon. Was the 90s. Yeah, and also and also like the the Jim Lee slash cartoon like wheelchair. Yeah, so good. Was what he was in. And um, even even also, though when I mean, his brain the, was that's trying the to do the series they're bringing back, right? That's they announced that they're bringing back the X Men. They're doing more animated episodes, right? It's like X Men ninety four. Yeah, I think is what they're calling it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I also liked seeing Lis- Lashana Lynch as uh, as a different Captain Marvel. That was kind of yeah. cool to see. She's got such um, a great attitude. Like she was like cocky but aggressive. She, she did a really good job. Uh, yep, yep. And what's the guy who played that's that? Monica Black Rambo. Bolt? You're talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy who played Black Bolt. He played that in the in the just dirt stupid series. Yep, that yep. was cool. they yeah, that was cool. they covered their bases in the what? Definitely. There was a there was an Inhuman TV series that came out, and the guy who played Black Bolt in the movie Doctor Strange was Black Bolt in the series too. Oh, okay. So I never, him back. never watched he's, that series. He's the captain of. He is Doctor. He is Captain Pike right now in the new new Star Trek. Uh, I'll also just say that like another thing, just to like back up my half assed I don't think they know what they're doing with Fantastic Four theory. I think it's is valid. That, I, think it's, I think it's valid. Uh, Mr. Fantastic, like, has maybe the worst costume I've seen in a Marvel movie. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. It looks like it's made of felt. Like, he's got, like, a felt suit. I don't I don't understand what was happening there. I it mean, it's kind of true to form, though, right? For the the character from the comics? I don't, I don't know. I just... Mr. Fantastic. An iconic design. They they definitely, like, they waver on, on how closely they want to hew to the, the comic book costumes and how far they want to diverge from them right i'm trying to remember what the ultimates fantastic four looked like i i also i'll even go one step further i think that his whole body was cgi i think that it was we just saw his face and the rest of it was cgi I, when i was looking it's, at it didn't look right possible. it did not yeah. look right at all it looked really weird so but i was thinking they yeah, did he's not, do he's his not. uh they did do his superpower though the right way like he yeah Stretching into scene. That was pretty cool. I liked it. You, yeah, said, you I, said it wouldn't work. It, it didn't work. work. I, I thought, I it, thought worked. it was terrible. <laughs> That's just me. We don't have to get Did too it much work into better that. than it has before? Like, is this is this the best version of Reed Richards that has been in a movie? God, I didn't I watch. The I didn't watch the last movie. Um, oh man, don't do that. The original, the, the original Fantastic Four movie that cost two dollars. I watched that. That was pretty good. The Roger Corman one? Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're going to do that one. I, Mike's never seen that, so one day we're mm-hmm. going to watch it, and Mike's going to just have a, the best time of his life. First, I'm going to uh, try to find it. It's not hard to find. It's, so, it's somewhere on the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're, So we're getting – we're getting we're, we're kind of getting away from ourselves. So the reason why I invited Arthur onto the show is because we had a pretty good debate going on Twitter, and I think we could continue that debate here. 
Um, here's my feelings about Wanda. And Mike, so I'm going to say my feelings. Mike, you can tell me your feelings. And then, um, Arthur, I want to hear what your take is. The trailer, and I want, first I want to ask the, the listeners for forgiveness. I told everyone on this podcast that Wanda was not going to be the villain. I just mm-hmm. said that several times. I was completely wrong. Uh, I was just the wrongest I've ever been in my life. And I don't know how I feel about her being the villain still. And even, even to, I would say, even after she killed the Illuminati, I thought, you know what? There's still a way that she could come back. It's like, I know she just murdered a whole bunch of people, but there's still a way that she can figure out a way to be a hero in some way. But then, like, of course, that's not the case. So, uh, Mike, I'm curious your take. And then, Arthur, I'm very curious about your take about it. And hopefully we can have a good back and forth. Go ahead, Mike. I mean, I, I was also wrong. I, you know, we saw the trailers and the teasers and all the hype and everybody thought that Wanda was going to be the villain. And I Did thought they? that I well, lots of people said they thought she was going to be the villain. Yeah. And I thought that um, maybe Marvel was cutting some of the stuff to make it questionable as to whether she was the villain or not. Um, but I go back to WandaVision and Agatha told us that like Wanda was going to be a villain. She was going to be the reason that the world ends. And I was like, OK, Agatha says it. I don't believe it. So I think in the upcoming movie, Wanda's going to be a hero, not a villain. Um, so I just have to say here that Agatha was right, um, and, and I was wrong. I think it's kind of uncharacteristic, though, from the ending that we got in WandaVision. Feels like, you know, it was somewhat resolved. She realized what she was doing to these, what, couple hundred people in the town? Maybe maybe a couple thousand, right? Uh, it's a pretty big town, but yeah. Okay. But yes, yeah, she, she went from, you know, I, I screwed with you guys' heads and I tortured I'm, you guys yeah, for I'm a couple so of days. I'm so sorry about that. That was wrong. Yeah. Uh, you're all set free. Uh, I'm not going to do a big apology or anything, but, you know, I, I realized that was wrong and I'm not, you know, you're, you're, you're good. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get out of here and go kind of isolate myself. To Too now, late. like the body count. So the, the body count in this is pretty high, I guess, for a, or the visible body count and this is high you know the body count and like the end game and infinity gauntlet were really really high but it wasn't that visible she killed more people than thanos did and she killed more people than thanos did in in infinity more more on screen yeah yeah Yeah. no because thanos killed like half of the asgardians but then they all came back oh yeah no you're right no no no. like every every conflict that thanos engaged in anytime he like fought anybody he killed half of anybody okay good point i was yeah but you don't you don't see you don't see that like all the bodies at the beginning of thor you see like a ship full of bodies yeah no that's true that's true true. he kills loki to start that movie (laughs) no but like no but it's Mike, you make a really good point. At the end of WandaVision, I'm sad for Wanda, and I really yeah. want her to be able to have a good life. Right. And then, and then, and and I knew something was crazy going to be wrong when, like, she tells Doctor Strange, "Listen, I've been really patient. I've been holding back, but you have until sundown." Okay. And I'm like, "Oh, this is this is different. This is a different attitude." <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I'm like, "There's okay. She's being manipulated, or this isn't." the real Wanda something and then like of course the, the whole movie keeps going um Arthur, I really want to hear your take on this like cuz like you feel like it's okay like you think that the movie you think that part was successful you feel like it was a good 
good piece of storytelling, correct? Am I am I right right on that? Um, I think that it, it's like the tougher choice. I think it's the more believable choice, and I think that it's the braver choice. Um, but I mean, like, also, this is what Wanda has always been. Yeah, like, like in in Avengers: Age of Ultron, like. How many people in Africa die or are severely injured because of what she does to the Hulk? You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. And then she helps at the end, but like, she is directly like complicit in what happens to Sokovia, which mm-hmm. is never discussed. Like, you know, she talks about like her people being gone, but what is the part that, that she plays in it? Um, in Civil War, like, what is the, the kickoff for the Sokovia Accords? It's Wanda killing a bunch of people because she f***ed up. Wasn't that like completely an accident? It was an accident. Like she saved more people would have died if she hadn't done anything there. Right. But but it's, it's like, it's her not understanding like the capacity of her powers and, and like the, the degree to which she can cause damage, uh, in infinity war. She leaves vision to go fight on the battlefield, which exposes vision to danger Mm -hmm. uh in endgame she comes back and like you know she almost destroys thanos which already is like a huge red flag no pun intended uh (laughs) for how powerful she is Mm -hmm. and then westview like the thing about westview um that makes me more sympathetic to wanda uh in that show is like in the last episode when it shows her sort of driving through that town and finding the lot that vision bought for her like Mm -hmm. westview is clearly like a town where everybody is miserable (laughs) Uh, like it's super run down. It's falling apart. It's like a town that's dying. Right. Um, that like the world seems to have forgotten. Um, like they, the FBI sticks somebody from witness protection in Westview because that's how little people care about Westview. So like to, in her mind, I think it's believable that part of her thinks that she's giving them a better life, even though that's clearly not the case. Um, but like the entire arc of Wanda's character has been, struggling with a power that she doesn't understand and that she has difficulty controlling um that and something that the marvel universe and the, the previous doctor strange like has explored is that like these are powerful characters that can cause a hell of a lot of damage um with the ass covering of i did it for the greater good which is something they repeat in this movie over and over again like and i think that the case that it's making is that there and this is a case that makes explicitly multiple times. I just think most people don't want to hear it because Dr. Strange, good guy and Scarlet, which bad person, um, like things just got a little out of hand or like it's for the greater good or like on this, like the scales of like the, the, the multiverse, like their sacrifice means little, like things like that. Um, and I she's, think that she's not uh, saying though that what she's doing is for the greater good. She's very selfish about it. It's for, her greater good. I mean, I mean, she, but in her mind, she sacrificed everything mm. to try to save the universe, mm-hmm. like to save half of the universe. And that, it, and, and she says this multiple times, it meant nothing. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that I understand coming out of WandaVision and wanting Wanda to be okay. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't, I've known people with trauma. Like, is there any, I, I assume that. Like, you know, we're all old enough to have met people who have gone through traumatic events. Is there any situation where there's been, like, one clarifying event that changed someone's life to the point that we expect of a character who is, like, 
godlike in her ability and also like lost her the only person she ever loved lost every person she ever loved had kids for a split second in new happiness and then had to give them up like there's no i I think that what she becomes in multiverse of madness is completely in keeping with the character and it and it bums me out because i like wanda and elizabeth olsen does a great job making her charming Mm -hmm. and interesting and i think that the acting in this movie is great actually especially like elizabeth olsen with both of the wandas that appear but Mm -hmm. you know like what else could the character become and 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 again like this is something the comics have struggled with over and over again you know like Mm -hmm. what do you do with that character like you only make her interesting by making her more powerful, but the more powerful you make her, the more catastrophic the potential for the damage she can cause is. And, you know, this, I kind of admire that they leaned into it so hard in this. I'm kind of bummed that they gave it to Sam Raimi to demonstrate that because you can tell that he cares more about (laughs) making his weird kind of semi horror movie than he does about like it's greater sort of plot and continuity consequences but yeah. you know no that's uh, where i'm i'm at with this yeah and you, you make some really good points so um i can see how yeah, go like ahead, at the end of wandavision with her children basically vaporizing maybe that's like the additional trigger to to spawn this but it just seemed like to me at the end she was kind of pulling a hulk um, and going off on her own to just isolate and stay no, away from people, but that's well, pretty good reference. She she went off to study the most cursed book in the multiverse, <laughs> right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she went. Her she book went is so bad that every multiverse knows about it and says, "Why are you reading that book?" Yeah. Multiple right. Doctor Stranges have been destroyed for yeah. reading that book. So, like, the, here's my biggest problem: is that. It's obvious, like from things we've read over the weekend, that Sam Raimi didn't watch One Division or know much about it, and so people I, told I'm, him about the important parts that yeah. would affect his movie. Is what what he said. Yeah, I like what they did with Wanda, and I agree with Arthur here. I wish that it was treated a little differently, as far as like her put her constant movement towards this darkness, because when she when she attacks um Kamotesh, what's it called? Kamotage, when she attacks Kamotage, she kills people, right? And like, I, I wanted a moment where she like looks at a dead body and she's like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm I'm doing this. I, this isn't good, but I just gotta keep going." Like, there was never she was pretty solid in her conviction that what she's going to do this. And I needed more moments where she's like hesitant, and I didn't get that. Uh, it was very she was very aggressive. And I, I'm, I'm fine with that in some ways, but See, I, yeah, I think she's beyond that point at the beginning of the movie because yeah, the very first thing we see is she's got this monster chasing a poor girl uh, through multiverses to mm. uh, basically take her power and leave her dead. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah, and and I feel I'm going. This is going to be something I'm going to deal with for a while with this with this movie and the story because. Part of it's selfish. I love Elizabeth Olsen. I love her in this. I love her as Ma- as Wanda Maximoff, and I want to see her do it more and more often. Right. Now, could they could they keep could they do that with like alternate versions of her, the multiverse, blah blah blah? Of course. 
But this particular character of Wanda, we we've seen for a long time. And Arthur, all the movies and TV shows you've talked about, we we watched her go through this, and it was somebody that we cared about. And like now she's just gone, you know. And I'm like, ugh, it's I would I would rather her somehow get out of it, even after she murdered everyone else. I would have loved it if she if she somehow escaped at the end. And I was like, I would have been like, that's okay, you know, like she'll be fine. But like some of it is how Ramy directed it. But here's my main beef. The trailers and the, all the trailers, all the stuff they released up until this movie did not prep anyone to think that she was going to be a villain. Like, I just did not do that. And, like, you could have watched all these trailers and you would have never known that she was going to be the villain. And I, I and really, really, though? Are yeah. you sure they didn't? Because didn't they? There were like people saying, like, is that zombie Wanda terrorizing her way? Yeah, they the definitely. They That's why I like thought it was us with that. Like, I for yeah. sure thought that was zombie Wanda. I totally thought it was zombie Wanda. Wanda with blood splattered on her face. Yeah, and I thought it was zombie Wanda. I saw zombie Wanda. I thought it was zombie Wanda. I thought it was zombie Strange. I didn't know that was going to be Doctor Strange taking over a body. I, yeah, I for like sure the, thought there were going to be a lot of zombies in this movie based. On yeah, the and like. I just if you look at the trailers you, you you they did a really good job masking it and then when you get to it I feel like they did there was a moment in the movie where Wanda says America's name and then Doctor Strange is like I didn't tell you who it was and then Wanda's like okay he jigs up and then she snaps her fingers and the illusion's gone I mm-hmm. feel like that was something they, they I feel like it, I could be completely wrong but it's like they knew that what they were doing with the trailers and they knew that everybody was going to think a but then give them B when they when they see the movie, and this kind of felt a little too cute for me. And then, but then and then it's like okay, I have to come to the realization that whatever's happened in this movie, I have no way of knowing. And I guess that's fine. They don't um, want to give away the plot and the trailers, but no, they're yeah. they're kind of trapped in this world where every other trailer shows too much, and yeah. so that's what people have come to expect. And so now you've I mean, got to show a lot in your trailers. But without revealing the plot, so you've got to be deceptive. What do you think, Arthur? I mean, I honestly think that, like, in the grand scheme of Marvel deception, this is pretty minimal. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. This is the studio that has spent, like, other movies' entire effects budgets creating alternate Mm three-second shots Mm -hmm. in trailers to, like, deceive people about what's in them. Like, you know, there's, like, No Way Home is Mm -hmm. the, the sort of most recent example. Uh, And also, like, the trailers for Infinity War that showed the Hulk. Like mm-hmm. when he's not in that movie. Um, what did like, they do for is, No Way Home? They took the other Spider Men out of the Statue of Liberty uh, fight. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Where yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. three villains swinging into battle against just Tom Holland's Parker. And it's like mm-hmm. people, there was like an extended version of that shot in uh, like a, a South American or Brazilian version of that trailer. And you see the lizard act like he gets punched and no one's there. And that's why people started speculating that there was like they had been removed. Yeah, even in ours, and you can see like the 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 arc of the, the lizard is as if he's going after somebody else that's not in the frame. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And so I think that like for them to just do clever editing around the story, I actually appreciated that. I appreciated that like they didn't blast it out that it was quote our wanda that was going to be the the villain mm-hmm. um and i also appreciate that they didn't like screw around and say like ha huh, and, and be cute for like 45 minutes before they revealed that actually it was wanda yeah. all along uh for a little callback 
it's like it's it's even gonna affect me in some ways how because like we just did a whole thing on wandavision and i said and i still stand that wandavision is the best um series they've done but now like she's like a flat-out murderer and like i, I don't know we'll just have to we have to wait but um i, I want to hear your your take on this author are we witnessing a weird place right now where you have like Twitter, you have Reddit, you have fan expectations, you have fan theories, you have Marvel, and you have the actual movies themselves. Are we witnessing a weird, I don't know, I don't want to say the term I want to say because it's a, because Mike's going to bleep it out, but there's a weird re- relationship happening between fans and the studios right now that I don't think I've ever seen before. I think that what I. I think Marvel has kind of set themselves up to deal with this a little bit because right now we're in a phase where everything has crossed over so much. And like, we're at a moment with a pop culture phenomenon that nobody's ever dealt with before, which is like a near global basic familiarity with at least half of the characters in like a sprawling collection of like 27 movies. Um, and like that allows them to do a movie like a tentpole massive blockbuster globally starring Dr. Strange and the Scarlet Witch. <laughs> um, and like next is the guardians of the galaxy and Thor, you know, mm. like they have the cash to do that. Um, but I think that what needs to happen are some like more limited things to pull people's expectations back down to the fact that not every conflict is going to be like, no way home and not every conflict needs to be multiverse of madness not every conflict is a mini infinity war or civil war um like i think that the problem is that the there were three marvel movies that came out in 2021 and all of them kind of underperformed um and i think maybe people just like a lot of people didn't see those movies and are seeing Dr. Strange and are seeing Spider-Man and Spider-Man is what an audience expects going straight from end game into the MCU again after two years, you know, like it's like that big, like important movie with tons of things going on all at once. Whereas like black widow, Shang-Chi and the Eternals are not. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I just think that the Marvel like stuff needs time to, to sort of have more personal stories maybe, but if it doesn't, then you're going to get like some divisiveness in opinion. Like I've, I do not envy anybody at Marvel right now because they have like the hardest job in movies that I can think of, which is to like make black Panther two work. Oh, um, good Lord. Yeah. <laughs> like, which is also like setting up the future of Iron Man and mm. Namor. Like mm. what, how do you do like, that's hard enough. When you didn't lose Chadwick Boseman, you yeah, know, and, like, and and one of the lead actors, you know, said some very interesting things about vaccines. You know, it's like, a vaccine denier that like yeah. broke her leg on set and is difficult to work with. And apparently, like, what do you what do you do there? I, I like, know. I I don't know. Like Marvel isn't is like in a like they are at the top of a mountain they built, but now they need to figure out what next, and that's a difficult place to be. Like it's hard to exist at that kind of altitude for too long. Like you, I think that they've got to come down and the TV shows are supposed to be that, but that's not the way that people look at them. Yeah. No. Yeah. You you got a really good point. Like in like, if I'm, if I'm like DC and I'm seeing all this, like the obvious places for DC is to try to do stuff like the Batman and stuff like that. Where it's like, you know, we just 
we'll do something and we'll see how it goes. But as far as like the massive machine that Marvel's created, um, I think it's successful. I think it's fun. I, I love it. But at the same time, it's like I always kind of wonder how long can this last? That's my that's my worry. Um, Will they blow it up and start over? I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's the only option. I guess yeah. Uh, and there's several different things in the comics where they can do that where it would work. Um, well, the speculation I'm seeing is that they're working their way towards Secret Wars. Yeah, that'd be fun. I really hope the new Spider-Man movies like bring everything back to Earth, and we get like the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. He's not working with the rest of the MCU for every movie, and not every movie is about the end of the world, and that can kind of reset people's expectations. So I would I'll... like to see Spider-Man with Daredevil. That's Ooh, what I want to see. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. I would love to see Shang-Chi, Iron Fist, and Daredevil. Or just Shang-Chi and Iron Fist, to be honest with you. God, what do they even do with Iron Fist? They need that's, to... di- that's the problem that Disney has with having all those Netflix shows and putting yeah. Charlie Cox back in the MCU is now they've got Iron Fist, too. <laughs> they got to embrace them. They got em- they don't, don't run away. Embrace it. They got to embrace it. That's, that's my feeling about it. So you like uh, that, sir, didn't you? Or... Uh, I like Iron Fist in the comics, okay. and I want to see a, co- a cool Iron Fist. That's what I'd like to see. Uh, let's let's wrap up. Final thoughts about Doctor Strange before we get into news you can't abuse. Mikey, go ahead. Uh, I, I thought it was great. It was a lot of fun. Sam Raimi did some cool stuff. We got some shots where the camera is a demon attacking somebody. It was good. <laughs> Arthur, what was your favorite part of the movie? I'm curious. Um... I think Zombie Strange is pretty mm-hmm. cool. I just like, they're like... There's a meanness to a lot of Sam Raimi's stuff that he people haven't seen in a long time. Like, mm. you know, people think Army of Darkness and Amazing Spider-Man, but like there's also Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2 and Drag Me to Hell, which is one of the meanest films I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that there was a lot more of Evil Dead and Drag Me to Hell in this movie than I expected. And I respect that. Um, like what you were talking about, like coming out of the mirror for Wanda. Oh, and like so good. The the demon cape for strange and like the heart to heart conversation, uh, between zombie strange and America. <laughs> I was just um, thinking about that in the car today. I was like, that is such a weird, what a weird scene. <laughs> but I think, I think my favorite thing about this movie that every other Marvel movie doesn't do is that the ending didn't win with them beating the mm. out of Wanda and like locking her up. It was like, showing wanda that what she was doing was completely at odds with who she thought she was as a person mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and like the first doctor strange ended with like a cute magic trick you know like and that's that's what i would want from these movies and i appreciate that like for whatever differences there are in tone between this and the last one that like these are movies where the solution isn't to just beat the crap out of the other person like that there has to be a different solution and, and I appreciated that was that was present here. I think I agree with you. I think that uh, I think if I watch Doctor Strange and then in this movie, the, both Doctor Strange movies, I think Benedict Cumberbatch does a fantastic job with the character. I think he takes him seriously. And I think it's fun to watch. And um, we're going to talk more. We have a couple other podcasts coming up in, in, in this week. We're going to talk more about Doctor Strange specifically later. Um, but it's weird. I, I, I'm actually going to say this out loud. I'm a fan of the Doctor Strange movies, I'm a fan, and I wouldn't have said that before, but I think now, after this movie, I'm 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 enjoying that in a special way that I didn't before. Even though I kind of feel weird about Wanda still, 
I think talking to you, uh, you guys about it has helped me kind of. It's like almost like some therapy. Like, okay, okay, it's going to be fine. Support group. Yeah, a little support. <laughs> no, seriously, it has been. Um, but like, before we wrap up, how do you show this movie to someone who's never seen a Marvel movie before? You can't, right? Like, they, they won't know what's going on at all, you know? So it's, it's a weird thing. All right. Um, hey, we real have some quick, news- real quick. Oh, go ahead, Mike. What did y'all think of Bruce Campbell? Yeah, it's fine. He Bruce Campbelled. <laughs> yeah, he Bruce Campbelled. I, I, I'll be honest. Like when I'm sitting in a Marvel movie now, like any comic book movie, I always when the credits start, I Google what what the post credit scenes are because I don't want to waste my time and like have to wait ten minutes to use the bathroom if I don't have to. And I watched <laughs> the the Charlie's Theron, the Sybil yeah, post credit yeah. scene, mm-hmm. and left after that. I don't need to see Bruce Campbell like. Least, doing yeah, a gag at the end yeah. i can watch that when it comes to, to disney plus oh, i like i liked it i liked this scene in the movie i like the the end credit scene it was a good kind of reminded me of the end credit scene uh at the end of ferris bueller which I, was the first of those i think i ever saw hmm. i didn't i didn't know ferris bueller had in credit scene yeah he tells uh everybody to go home the movie's over Oh, it's man. the Deadpool end credit scene. Yeah, ah. he hasn't seen Deadpool. I haven't seen any Deadpools. Huh? <laughs> yeah, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna twist his arm, and we'll do that someday. That's fine. All right, we got some news you can abuse. First up, uh, Elizabeth Olsen talks about uh, everything about um, you know her role and being a villain, and everything else. Interesting. I've read a couple things from her. She has like a contract, like a like a like a one a contract per thing she does. So she had a contract for this, and now it's done. And now if they want her back, she'll have to sign a new contract. So um, we could see her again. We could not. We'll, just have to, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. So that's curious. But uh, there's a link in the show notes if you want to read more of what she said. I thought it was a pretty good interview. Um, but the last news you can use, which is the only thing that you should care about, is that Natalie Portman is jacked. She is so jacked. You, have you seen this picture yet, Mike? I haven't seen it, but... I thought people were saying some of that might be prosthetics. I don't know. No. Uh-uh. Yeah. Look no, at the those look are at her the arms. Yeah, look at the picture, Mike. Have you clicked on it yet? Uh, I'm looking at it now. Yeah, that's her, right, Arthur? I think that's her. I think that's her. I'm pretty sure that's her. Yeah. Those. She. That's crazy. She looks great. The whole outfit looks fantastic. Like, I keep looking at her, and then I'm like, who's that guy next to her? Who's that guy? <laughs> like, I, just don't, I don't care. I'm so excited about her in this role. I can't it's wait not like it. Portman. Yeah. It's not like Portman, but she's also like Thor right here. You know, it's like, it's just going to be really fun. I'm curious, because like, if you watch the other two movies, she did not like doing these other two movies at all. Um, especially the first one, which I respect because the first one's garbage. Um, but I wonder if she had fun doing this. I'm curious about that. Mm. Anyway, that's our news we can abuse. Um, Arthur, do you have a podcast or anything you're doing or anything you want to kind of give a shout out to or anything you want to promote? Yeah, I mean, we're still doing Rebel FM. We've been doing that for, God, 13 years. Tell tell listeners what Rebel Rebel FM is. Uh, When uh, 1up.com, which is a video game website about video games, uh, imploded back in early 2009, a bunch of people who worked at that site decided to spin up like a quick podcast to continue talking about video games, which I helped them do. Uh, and I helped co-host. And now it's myself and my, uh, my longtime friend, Anthony Gallegos, who, uh, went from writing about video games to making them. 
That's um, awesome. He awesome. works at the Subnautica devs now. Um, and uh, yeah, we talk about video games and movies and other stuff. Uh, it's at rebelfm.libsyn.com or Spotify or Apple or basically everything. Anywhere yeah, you can find podcasts. Yeah. Um, what's, so what was the previous episode about, Arthur? And what's your upcoming episode about? Oh, God. Uh, I mean, it's just, it's pretty much all like current gaming stuff. Uh, although I feel like most recently we might have argued a lot about Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we, that was a couple weeks ago. We, we talked about, um, like Star Trek and we've been talking a lot about movies lately because movies have been coming out again. Mm-hmm. Um, and, the last episode we talked about Halloween three, which I saw at a midnight showing recently, which is not a movie I would recommend, but is a very interesting movie nonetheless. Hmm. Oh yeah, so yeah, you've been doing Rebel FM forever. That's awesome, man. I'm glad you're still doing it. That's, that's fantastic. Um, so Mike, I got a question for you, Mike. What's what's the question? What are we? So what? So we're doing a special episodes for Doctor Strange, right? So what are we doing Thursday? We're going to do another recording, right? Yeah, I'm going to ask you questions about who are all these people that I don't know in the Doctor Strange movie. Yeah, so I have to tell you all these, all the characters. It's going to be a whole. Like, I'm glad we're doing separate like, podcasts. Like, like that Black Bolt guy. I have no idea who that guy is. That's going to be so much fun. I can't yeah. wait. And then we're going to have another one where we're going to record on Sunday just on Doctor Strange and um, him and the movie. So it's going to be fun. So, uh, listeners, please um, check that out. And Mike, how can people um, find us? How can people, you know, share this? How can people give this to their friends and family? We are everywhere you can find podcasts. Uh, whatever you're doing right now, if you're looking at us on YouTube, listening to us somewhere, uh, follow, subscribe, share. Hit the share button right now. Share this with your friends. Share this with your coworkers. Share it with your arch enemies. Get the word out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you have an arch enemy. Uh, record this on a boombox and then do it like you know um, say anything just lift it up above your head and play it to them that's a good one um, I should do that yeah that's what I'm going to do just in a second I'm going to make my wife listen to this um, and she hates this podcast <laughs> she absolutely hates it <laughs> which is good it's fun um, Arthur thank you so much for joining us man I think that conversation was needed and I'm so glad to have your perspective thank you very much for joining us I really appreciate yeah. it thanks guys thanks for having me